listening to Frank Skinner's podcast from Absolute Radio. This is uh, Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. Why not text our little show on 81215, or you can follow us on Twitter at Frank on the Radio, or you can email us directly through the Absolute Radio website. And relax. Nice. So, yes, we're in Newcastle. I can see the Tyne from the window. Can you? No. <laughs> we're on, we're on, we're see on a roundabout. I can see Tyne Daly. She's doing a, a local oh, theatrical yeah. performance. Mm-hmm. We're on something of a central reservation, so Frank should feel very at home here. Yes. Oh, well, I suppose we are a bit. Yeah. Yeah. I notice mm-hmm. there's two, two... There's a bar next to this uh, studio. Well, we are in Newcastle. Yeah, called um, Buddha Bar. Oh, yeah. And then just down the road, there's a thing called uh, the Cafe Cross, which has got, like, a crucifix outside it. Right. All the world's great religions <laughs> being reduced to just places for refreshments. <laughs> Sale of alcohol. Yeah, very, uh, very depressing, that is. But They're yeah, lovely yeah. and friendly, the Geordies. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, com- the cliches. <laughs> well, it's true. <laughs> I met a pug already this morning. And to celebrate almost the fact that we're in Newcastle, I see the Daily Mirror giving away a free loaf. Okay. Today, yeah, just felt I don't know. To me, that feels very northern thing to do. Give away a loaf. Out come yeah. the cliches. It's a bit. Um, it's a bit le miserable. Yeah, you know le miserable. I do. Yeah, yeah. Yes, it was Where what happened it? when Amanda Holden left him. <laughs> I give away free cake. Let them eat cake. I say. Do you? Mm. That's because you wouldn't eat cake because of your strict regime. Mm. Am I right? Yeah, possibly. We've got a lovely. We're at the. Um, the Metro Radio Studios in... Uh, I don't know if it's all right to plug in or that. It's probably owned by our overall bosses. Um, this is nodding. But there's a lovely uh, clock in the corner. It's a bit, much better than the absolute clock. Oh, yeah. I love yeah. it. I'll tell you what, I'm on tour at the moment. One thing I've, I've enjoyed more than anything is the occasional public clock. <laughs> they're, oh, they're so ra- glad you said that. They're rarer than they used to be. It's, when you think of what I used to enjoy on tour... <laughs> And now it's um, shared timepieces. But you know, you used to also get the town hall clock and stuff. Yes. Yeah. There, there's not so many about, but when I see one, I really find it reassuring. Mm. And That's some, nice, darling. Because sometimes there's, there's, <laughs> you see lesser ones on churches. They haven't even put the time right. Oh. Oh. It's a public clock. It's broken Britain, Frank. It is. It's yeah. Broken. Broken clocks. Broken clock Britain. That's what it ought to be called. We had some lovely. That's re- what they used to call Fern Britain at school, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> We've had some lovely reviews of your little show. Oh, okay. People really enjoyed it. You know we don't do praise, oh, but that's no. nice. Oh. Thank you for Just that. Should read them in the in the privacy of my apartments. <laughs> so um, apartments. <laughs> yeah, it's um. Oh, I've got two. I've got two medals on this week. Listen. Oh. That's my jewellery. Jim you know that thing jangle. that like um, oh, Baracus. <laughs> you know that thing that like West Indian fast bowlers do, where you have a, you have a chain around your neck, but you have what instead of one medal, you have like a couple of things on. Mm. I'm doing that. This I can week. imagine that, but I don't get cricket references. It's, uh, well, I'm just explaining what it is. Yeah, like, you didn't even have to come anywhere with me. I went all the way to you. <laughs> Look at it that way. But I had an interesting experience this week, which is something I've heard of, but I never knew it could happen. It, it rained. And I honestly thought to myself, oh, this will be good for the garden. <laughs> I honestly, unironically thought that to myself. Good. Very, you're thinking in the Titchmarshian way. I am. Mm. 
I mean, I love all things Titchmartian, with the possible exception of Titchmarsh. <laughs> <laughs> you but, do do a very fine impression of him, though. But, um, yeah, now that, you know, I've, I, I moved, um, some of you may recall that I moved in, um, in December to a house with a garden, and, um, and yet for the first time I felt, I felt the gardening um, thing. So uh, that, that could be my new, uh, my new crazy trend. What do you think? Gardening? Yeah, that'll yes. catch on. <laughs> yeah. He was listening, you said. <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute Radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, my next um, thought is that I might, like my dad, I might get some... Uh, well, not so much get them as declare a pair of uh, gardening trousers. Oh, yeah. Gardening trousers? Yeah. My dad had his gardening <laughs> okay. trousers, which he only ever wore in the garden, and which were never washed, ever. Right. And the pockets always had, like, string in mm-hmm. them, and always a penknife. Oh, nice. That doesn't sound worrying. No, well, everyone carried a pen. Everyone I knew carried mm. a penknife in those days. Mm. But then it's died out, the penknife. No, I think it's still pretty much Don't alive. see so much string these one? days, either. You got one, Al? I've bought one recently, actually. <laughs> <Have you> really? <laughs> I think you've gone Swiss, though. I did, yeah. Oh, he's very penknife. These were old basic penknives. I just had, like, maybe one blade or yeah. two. two My father-in-law has one like that. Yeah, can, I, can I say as well, it must be a good 15 years since I've seen a ball of string. <laughs> really? You just don't see such things anymore. I, I actually employed a ball of string this very week. <laughs> Did you? Yeah, um, because... Um, um, you should speak about runners on television <laughs> programmes like that. It's not my, nice. my, um, my girlfriend was in the garden with her mother and our son, mm. and I went up to my garret where I work, oh, and right. um, I got his, um, his panda, portly panda... I tied a string to his Miss World type sash <laughs> uh-huh. from from a proper ball of string, and I lowered him the um, the four stories to the ground below. Excellent. So they were sitting, and suddenly a panda appeared in their midst. Oh, that's yeah. the sort of lens I'll go to for a, for a laugh. laugh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Brought the house down. That's good. And answered the question: How long is a piece of string? So now we know it's four wow. stories minimum. Yeah, but um, it was. I mean, one minute you're sitting there, next minute suddenly there's a panda. Brilliant. God, come yeah. on. So where are you going to get these trousers from then? Don't go Sunday supplement. No, you oh, can't. You no. can't. You've got hundreds of pairs. You'll yeah, you can't just... buy. You got to buy. You got to pick your least favourite trousers oh, yeah. and then make them. You don't mind getting soil on the knees. Yeah. I'd yeah. go for a pair of combats from sort of. Yeah, uh, I'm thinking maybe combat. Those ones put... that used to have like um, string in the in the uh, in yeah. the bottoms of the chest. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, and you could tighten adjustable cord. Yeah. Tighten those yeah. up if you if there was if it was ratting country. Mm. <laughs> yeah, be handy of those. Um, I like you going a bit Gary Greenfingers. I'm definitely getting a penknife. That's my. Yeah. I'm going to see if I can get one in Newcastle. You'll probably get sent one now. You've said this. Well, I'm in Sheffield soon. That's the place. Isn't yes. it, for cutlery. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think they still do. I think deal. maybe they're probably. I don't. I I have a feeling that they've probably been lumped in with you know the bad knives that people. Yeah, that carry. could be a worry. I, I don't want to think that knife... Obviously, knife crime. We on absolute disapprove of knife crime. But I don't think pen knives should be dragged in. No. On that. I saw or compasses. A, I saw a youth on the telly talking about his life of knife crime. I, I must have told you about this. And he got out, he said, uh, yeah, this is what I carry, and he got this <laughs> knife out. And it was a big, nasty-looking knife. Oh. But the blade was a word. It, it formed a word. You know, it had holes in it. It formed the word like pizza. A 
pizza. It said no. pizza, honestly. And this was the, Did you dream this? No, this was the knife that he carried and terrorised the, the local oh. streets with. That so, doesn't sound like an appropriate pizza cutter. That's usually a sharpened wheel, isn't it? it, it yeah. yeah. Pizza slice. That'd be great if somebody <laughs> pulled, a, <laughs> pulled a pizza <laughs> wheel on you. Yeah, yeah one. one That's the Chicago you. way. And uh, margarita my way out of there. Yeah, you say that again and you'll be segmented. <laughs> Absolute. Absolute, Absolute Radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. So, uh, I think we've had some text. We've heard from the outside world, 8, mm. 12, 15. Uh, I bought a pen knife on a school trip when I was little, didn't really know what to do with it, so I cut up my pyjamas just to ensure <laughs> it got some usage and wasn't a total waste of money. <laughs> my mum wasn't very happy. So. Is it from oh. Vivian Westwood? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ap- Apocalypse punk, chic. punk rock were bought us more. The rest, as they say, is history. Yes. Not, not this fortnight. We've also so. had um, a tweet in... I'm not sure how I feel about it. Okay. It's from some, a character called Simon Gosden. His, okay. He looks nice in the Avatar. He he has got um, a hat yeah. on. <laughs> you look nice in the Avatar. It's <laughs> something you wouldn't have heard. <laughs> you know, you look great on the dance floor. Yeah. He says, my Saturday morning guilty pleasure, listening to Frank on the radio. Oh, thank God for that. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. I thought he, I was what he brought up. Um, but how do you feel about us being a guilty pleasure? Well, I'm not sure about the whole concept of the guilty pleasure. I think we all agree on this, probably. What I, do you mean? Well, because for me, I mean, I, I have had guilty pleasures in my life. But I don't they wish are ple- to know. pleasures about which I feel genuinely guilty, like vandalism, for example. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I once completely destroyed a bus stop with a massive lump of concrete. I feel guilty about the, that pleasure. And that's a genuine guilty pleasure. Yeah. If I listen to Ghostbusters um, uh, by um, Ray, Ray Parker, Parker Jr., Jr. Yeah. I, I don't feel guilty about that. I feel erotic. No. But that is a classically <laughs> named guilty pleasure. Mm. Is it? Yes. No, it's just good. Why, why I think people should, have to, guilt? should be tried to decide what is a guilty pleasure <laughs> and what isn't, rather than being able to pick it themselves. Yeah. Okay, Simon, might not be the answer you were expecting, but there you go. Why, could, could you have an insufficient evidence pleasure, which is one which is slightly borderline? <laughs> <laughs> Just a thought. I'd like him to explain why he thinks that we should feel guilty, that he should feel guilty about listening to us and enjoying it. Surely that's the well, whole we don't purpose know. of the yeah. thing to suggest we're that what Usually the guilty pleasures are in some sort of rubbish category. Yeah. And it it suggests that the guilt is our secret desire for rubbish. Uh But I'm fine with that. I'm just glad he's joining in. What about that? Yeah. What about that for a turnaround that he didn't see coming? Yeah. (laughs) Eh? We've had a At the end of the day, humanitarianism has has saved us. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get back to your garden. Oh, yes. Oh, sorry, I, oh, thought, I think there is another Oh, Al's got a text. Go on, Al. No, 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 don't, don't, Hi, make it, Frank don't get him sulky. Oh, don't, he's already sulked with me this morning. Hi, Frank and the team. I'm an avid fan of your show, but I missed last week because I was in Gretna Green getting married. Could you repeat it? I was in Gretna Green. No, was, I thought he was going to say, I missed last week. Could you repeat oh, it this morning? Uh, <laughs> it's good to be back today. That's from Joanna in Norfolk. I in just Gretna Green, nice. is that going to be... I wonder uh, how old she is. Is that going to be a marriage thing? She's done it, yeah. Yeah, she's got married. In Gretna Ingr- Green. Last week. That's what people do there. Wow. So congratulations. I had a mate who did that. Um, he just got, him and his girlfriend got in his car, they just headed up and just did it just out the blue like that. Really? The, Lovely. The, um, the witnesses, there's two witnesses, a cleaner and a woman had come to pay her rent. Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant. Both of them were in Take the High Road. Yeah. <laughs> 
attack the high road. Oh. That was the one when they put carpet <laughs> on, uh, on the high road. Anyway, what about your garden? So, I don't, so this was my next step. I went to home base. You did not. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know Jerry Halliwell went there last week? No. You're kidding me. She was papped there. No. Yes. What, did you step in front of a car? <laughs> she she was carrying bags of soil and all sorts. You are what? Yeah. That's a burial being planned. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if she's if she, hell hath no fury like Jerry Halliwell scorned. How did you find home base? Well, I just looked at now. I, um, I'm not going to do the uh, sat nav joke. I um, certainly I, not with your sense of direction because no. it wouldn't have helped. I um, I went uh, I went to home base. I needed a lawnmower. Mm. You are a lawnmower man. Yeah, um, what's it? Yeah, what's Lawnmower Man? That's the thing, isn't it? It's a film with um, right, yeah. Pierce Brosnan, uh, Dennis Leary. Oh, who's a close personal friend of mine? Anyway, so I I, I bought some gloves as well. I thought I'm going to get some gardening gloves. I thought it's possible I could do the whole gardening thing just with my hands. Yeah, if I get some like a mole. Yeah, oh. I think I could dig, rake, <laughs> and no. cut the lawn just with my hands. <laughs> Peter the Wild. Just throw myself into the garden and just roll around in a frenzy, <laughs> like digging and tearing stuff up. And, and I love it when you go fer feral. Yeah, there is. Frank a, goes feral. But there's such, I'd watch that. There's such sturdy gloves. I honestly feel like, like I could tear a house down with them. How much are gardening gloves? I'm going to guess. I have no idea. Sixteen ninety nine. No, they were, they were cheap. Yeah. Seven ninety nine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this was, I got two pairs because I thought if I get really good at it, I might wear a pair on my feet as well. <laughs> <laughs> I can do the lawn in five minutes. I just like going around like some terrible sort of starfish. It's a, it's so why it, did you get two pairs? One for gardening and one for falconry. It's just a spare pair. I'm trying to encourage the girlfriend in. You see. <laughs> So I thought I'd go his and hers on the gloves. Also, I'm training an ape to do the gardening. <laughs> <laughs> those two weren't related, by the way, those two. Points. No. <laughs> Skinner, Dean and Cochrane. Together, The Frank Skinner Show. Absolute radio. So, I'm in home base and suddenly there's an announcement. Oh. And it says... <laughs> In two minutes, we will be giving free gifts away onto the uh, flashing lights area. I can't describe oh. how incandescent I am about missing out on these freebies. So I thought, have some sort of disco thought, area. This is the first time I've been in home base, and it just so happens to coincide with this coincide with this moment when they're giving away free. Gifts. Please don't tell me you went over to the flashing lights. Oh, yeah. What did I? Like I am so embarrassed. Like a moth to a flame. <laughs> <You went. didn't. laughs> I can't believe that I get called stingy <laughs> on this show. And I know, but a free gift. He's there. He's totally Come on. There. Not a worried about getting gift. papped next to Jerry Halliwell. Dragging soil out. I'm just imagining the long walk over to the flashing lights area. Maybe some well, girls allowed bit, playing. There's always girls allowed in there. There was a base. bit where I'm sort of looking around for the, the, the lights. While they're were, playing something. The lights ooh, weren't ooh. quite above the free gift area. Oh, right. They were just to one side. So, uh, was that someone's text come through? No, not, it's a terrible me, 80s laptop I've got, sorry. <laughs> oh, okay, lovely. Uh, <laughs> I saw four people carrying it in. For <laughs> <you>. <laughs> um, so, um, I went there and a lady came out. And I was just ready for just, my free gift, then back to the lawnmowers. That was how not I Not knowing saw what it. it was, though. No. Just, yeah. But, you know, I knew it would be uh, gardening-based, uh -huh. so I thought. 
Anyway, she got out a piece of, um, I think it was called magic cloth. Can I ask oh, a question no. at this point? How many people had also gathered in the flashing lights area I'd for the free it was about six of us. It was oh, quite... God, this is so embarrassing. <laughs> well, it was sick. like early on a Tuesday morning, you know Six what I mean? of you, and you yes. were one of them. We'll call yes. them the three gift six from now on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> call them. We are innocent. <laughs> <laughs> so this lady gave us a, a free bit of, of magic cloth each... Nice. I thought, am I going to end up with a, an enormous beanstalk? <laughs> I don't want the result. That. Did you talk to the uh, to the other five? Uh, well, we were, I, you know, we were very focused. <laughs> I think we were, in one way, we were bonded together, and in another way, we were arch rivals. Yes. <laughs> so she started then doing um, a demonstration. Of course. And oh, I no. thought, oh, no, well, hold on, what with the cloth? On. Yeah, with the cloth. Oh, God, I, I must disgusting. say. It was it was absorbent and then some, <laughs> but even so, I thought no, that wasn't really the way this was sold. It was sold that we were just going to get free gifts. Mm. I don't really want the demonstration. No. And the idea was that we bought a bigger piece of cloth. Mm -hmm. That was how it worked. Like so the cloth we were given was just a. It was a. a it oh. was a fragment. I'm mm -hmm. calling it a gateway drug. Yeah. yeah, it was like that. It's like a timeshare thing. And there's yeah. a bit where. She said, and the, these bits of cloth are sort of like your ticket to buy the big cloth. And I thought, well... Your ticket! Suddenly, cloth has become a currency. It's yeah. become an entrance um, document. What's happened with cloth, suddenly? Um, so, um, I thought, I don't want to be part of this anymore, this new cloth, cloth world. Um, I'm not touching cloth, I thought to myself. So... Um, I, I, was now, I was now in the difficult point where she was mid, I mean, feverishly demonstrating yeah. the, the magic cloth. She was flogging that cloth. She was. And um, there was a bit where she compared it favourably to, to chamois leather. Did she? she what did she say? She was dismissive of chamois. <laughs> she says, really? Good chamois. She said, look here. And she got out a piece of chamois. I don't know what she'd done with it. It was in a terrible state. She oh, said, what? look at this. The magic cloth would never, would never get into that kind of... I thought chamois has been, you know, you're, that's an animal. It's, that's a, it's a goat, the, the chamois. Is that right? Yeah, uh, the chamois. Yes. And um, also, the chamois has been around for some time. It's yeah. Let's give it its cloth, propers. And even it if deserves it a been, bit of respect. Even if it's yeah. been superseded, exactly. You yeah. know, respect to it. Yeah. But now she was completely dismissive. And anyway, we had to. I said we're going to have to go. And. Um, <laughs> And um, I to did, the others. I did. Yes, I did that terrible <laughs> thing. Three cloth six. Well, I did that. <laughs> we're going to have to go. I'm <laughs> the ringleader. We're about to be going. I like the that Mike was the self-styled spokesman <laughs> of the free cloth but six. But what I ended up doing, I had to leave, and she was like mid-demonstration. Oh, I had no. to just, I had to just walk away. Oh no! So she was by now feverish in yes. her, in her um, in her pro clothness, and um, I I just wandered back to the and I I just caught her eye as I left and she looked genuinely hurt and uh -huh. I might say disgusted Frank Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio Absolute Radio I think I bring news. Um, I think I've got an update on why Simon... <laughs> Medieval um, town crier. That's right, yeah. Uh, I think I've got an update on why Simon considers us a guilty pleasure. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, 
He says, "Hi Frank, Alan, and Forrest of Dean. I do my weekly shop. I do my weekly ironing while listening to the show. It gets me through an arduous weekly chore, like an iPod while jogging. So I think that's what he's saying. Like it's a guilty pleasure because he's listening to the radio, but he's meant to be having the ironing. We'll try Multi again, tasking, Simon. So what's happening is you're doing the task perfectly well. Yeah, mm. I love ironing with the radio on. That's all right, isn't it?" I don't know, I've never ironed. I don't think I've ironed, I've ironed about <laughs> I've never five, ironed. five things. I've made I love ironed. I've never ironed. It's like I realised on the way up to Newcastle, I've never opened a train door. What? So, I don't know, I've managed to avoid it. Someone's always done it for me. Oh. Just the other person, I've relied on the kindness of the other person. It's quite a thing I'm, where the... I worry um, we might be losing touch with the common people <laughs> in this section of the show. I've never ironed, I've never opened a train door. Oh. No, I think you'll find there's a lot of men who've never ironed. <laughs> and a lot of women who've never opened a train door, because a man normally does it for you. Well, Just another man, sweet. another commuter. Yeah. No, not your special man. No, not my special not man. Not train door man. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that'd be a job. A bloke with a really muscular right arm. You know, I mean, that, do you still have to do that thing Probably when you pull the window down and pull your well, hand down? That's what I couldn't work out. It felt very brief encounter and a bit retro. I thought you can't still have to do that. What you, mm -hmm. what you need is the man who gets chased by the police dog in training, who's got mm -hmm. the big padded forearm yes. thing. Oh, I love you that. Just put that Always out. an Alsatian. Or you with if one you of your gardening gloves on. If you reached out the window yeah. and the Alsatian was still hanging on the forearm, <laughs> just got back from a training session. <laughs> Never. Oh, that's very interesting. It was terrible. Well, I didn't know what to do. I went to pull the window down and I looked at some Newcastle student and I said, do I pull it? Do I pull it? And he just looked at me blankly. Yeah. So I pushed it down, pushed the, the handle and then I, fe I fell out. Yeah. <laughs> fell onto the platform. But you've done it now. I've done it. I'm really yeah, proud great of myself. to come up here and have a new experience. Yeah. I Thanks. love that. Thanks, Newcastle. Text in if you've ever opened a train door. <laughs> no, don't. Yeah. <laughs> no, don't. Yeah. <laughs> I, um... Oh, the home base thing, by oh, the yeah. way. After, after I'd left the cloth lady, mm -hmm. about, I would say, five minutes later, another announcement went up um, oh, to say, don't, don't. we are giving away free gifts in the flashing light. And I realised, <laughs> what I, I thought, have I ever landed on my feet? I've got into home base and it just happens to be. Turns out every five or ten minutes they were giving away oh. and it was exactly the same. That's terrible. Mm. The cockerel, um, while we were uh, listening to the music there, mm. had a very good idea that I could actually um, have a gardening suit. Yeah. Because you do like a suit. Rather than... you and I, Well, we established as well, you wore a suit to home base, didn't you? I did. <laughs> Doesn't everyone? <laughs> no, no one does. I didn't... I think, you know, it, it, I can imagine a gardening suit. Wurzel Gormidge wore a suit, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. That's who you're basing yourself on currently, <laughs> you're isn't it? You're a lot like no, him, but, is that what you think? No, but he was, you know, he was a man of the earth. <laughs> Well, oh, certainly a man of the earth. Yeah, yeah, so I think I could get away with that. <laughs> of course, Russell Crowe was terrified of him. This is Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. We've had a tweet okay. from rather close to home. This is from Dan Black. He says, engineering for Frank on the radio and his team on Absolute Radio, live from Newcastle today. Oh. Keeping it in the Bauer family, such a laugh. That's nice, isn't it? I like that, Dan. I like the cut of his jib. Mm -hmm. I'm just slightly worried now that he's completely eyes on the prize if he's texting <laughs> <laughs> while he's doing the engineering thing. <laughs> well, anyway, you know, we've, uh, I suppose we'll make do amend. We've also had a text that I think you might want to uh, prick your ears up about. Mm -hmm. uh, Frank and Co, my neighbour across the road where I used to live gardened in a suit. He was a weird man. 
<laughs> That's from Jeannie. Frank, it'd be very hard not to look eccentric gardening in a suit. No, but the, what happens is the suit, it, it, it takes on the, um, the characteristics of the landscape. That's mm. what happens. It becomes a gardening suit, so then it doesn't look like you're being too showy. Because right. you've got things like half a packet oh, of seeds in yeah. the breast pocket. <laughs> Good for pockets, actually. The suit in it, there'd be plenty of nooks and crannies there to keep stuff. It's the kneeling. It would smell absolutely lovely. There's a lot of kneeling. I'm thinking I might have a couple of knee pads, maybe stitched into the suit, like Robocop. Can't I just buy you a nice boiler suit? That's what you want. I don't know if. uh, What colour are you you thinking? You're going to get me a Versace. (laughs) 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 Yeah, sort of uh, crushed velvet. Crush velvet isn't around as much as it used to be. No. No. What happened to that? That's this morning's texting. <laughs> what happened to crushed velvet? Crushed velvet, where, question mark. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I went to an auction um, when I was on holiday once. Strange and, uh, holiday pastime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I say auction because it reminded me of this magic cloth thing. Okay. Because we were all gathered round and he gave us a biro each. Mm-hmm. And uh, already, At the auction. Yeah, I was hooked already. Mm. Free biro, I thought. Yeah. <laughs> Who needs Michael Parkinson <laughs> and his outlandish promises? <laughs> so, on daytime TV. Yeah, um, advertising death on daytime television. <laughs> um, and the idea was every time um, you go... Oh, we had to pay a pound to be... Uh, oh. We got, we, I had it in my head that we got a free biro each, but we'd also paid a pound. Yeah. I didn't quite work out that the two were connected anyway. So he'd say, who's paid a pound? We'd all hold our biros in the air excitedly. <laughs> and he'd start... So he, he got this one thing, and he got like... A, it was some fabulous hi-fi equipment. I think there might have been a radio cassette player. Can I just say great pronunciation of hi-fi? hi-fi. Yeah, I love that. Where else, how else do you say it? How, how would you hi-fi? say it? Hi-fi? I don't know, Actually, but I loved it. Anyway, anyway. Um, he, he, then he gave it to a man for like two quid. Um, no. and what, the hi-fi? Yeah, this hi-fi <laughs> thing. And, and we were all complete. We thought, this is this could be us next. I'd pay more than two quid <gasps> it for could a be hi-fi. You. And the that, man said... Uh, that's how they really win. It could be you. Yeah, exactly. So he says to the man, there's your change, Dave. <sighs> we didn't suspect a thing. <laughs> <laughs> and I ended up, I bought three sealed boxes. Did you? I didn't know how much I'd paid for them or what. And all one of it, Noel Edmonds. Yeah, when I got them home, there was a glass fish, um, and then the next one contained the China Shire horse, and then uh, the next one also contained the same Shire horse, <laughs> and that. And I don't know how much I've paid for them, <laughs> and that's why I've had to um, be something of a, of a uh, recluse in life because I'm not. I, I'm too open to exploitation. <laughs> Frank Skinner Show. Listen live every Saturday morning from 8 on Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran, and we're in Newcastle upon Tyne today. I haven't been anywhere that's truly hyphened for such a long time. Uh, follow the show on Twitter at Frank on the Radio or email us via the Absolute Radio website or our old favourite, text us on 812 We've had some um, texts in. Good. We had a tweet from, um, I don't, I'm not going to read his name, actually. Oh, is it that kind of? I'm just not sure about it. Okay. Uh, lovely avatar, though, of a, some sort of horse. Okay. Hi, Frank. Your pronunciation of hi-fi had me in stitches. <laughs> do, you also say, do you also say caravan and co-op? Hashtag strange inflection. Well, I rather like that. I you do have a few strange inflections. Star oh, Wars. You do, Frank. 
Star Wars. Star Wars. <laughs> what about the... Uh, do you remember when um, Sven Jorinex Eriksson used to talk about the World Cup? They <laughs> 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 always like, uh, have I got... Stephen Gerrard, I've been pulled up on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've also had an email uh, entitled Home Base. Morning. Speaking of Home Base, yesterday in the Huddersfield store, my wife witnessed a guy get a £125 lawnmower for £20 as someone had moved an incorrect price sign onto it. <laughs> the shop manager tried to say it was an error and he couldn't sell it for that, but the guy stood his ground and eventually got his bargain. Never has an email been more based in Huddersfield in all its life. <laughs> no, but that is a great story. That's uh, yeah, that, I love that story. <laughs> <laughs> it's up there with Gawain and the Green Knight, as far as I'm concerned. Thank you, Twenty remember? quid. Yeah. <laughs> Twenty quid. This you, you're what, just into gardening as well. You so could have had that. This I, wonder what, I wonder what model it, it was. <laughs> Morris, it's not I as don't. cheap as tearing it out with your bare hands in your gardening gloves. <laughs> That's true. Right, remember you were saying what about if I just went, I'd so defied home base, I got a chamois goat. <laughs> and so uh, they didn't. I didn't spend money on the lawnmower, and I defied their magic cloth you know comparisons. What? And then you could just uh, wait till it was really tired and take it out and rub the car with it. You know, with its mm. chamois. Oh, probably said the rub the car. No, rub. No. rub. so difficult. Rub. No. He's up north. Rub. He's completely gone backwards. Yeah. Rub. rub the car. You meant mind the car. By the um, way, chamois, is that one of those things where it, it should be chamois? It should be chamois. Mm-hmm. And we've always called it chamois. It's a little I nickname, thought, isn't yeah, it? I thought it was chamois. Yeah. Frank, do you remember you got slightly ripped off at that auction? <laughs> uh, yes. Well, I may have. I have no idea. You don't know? No. Uh, but I think so. You thought you were getting a high fi and you ended up with some China a, shy a, horses. A, gla- a glass fish and two China shy horses. 748 feels your pain. Oh, Frank, I did the same thing in a church hall in Winchester with the same trick. I just wanted a radio alarm clock and I ended up with a large floral china bowl in a white cardboard box. <laughs> we are trusting fools it and they is. shouldn't be allowed in church halls. That's from Prisoners no, 748. It's right. It's so that's one of yours, Frank? Follows ch- the Nazarene? In a church hall, that's Lovely. just wrong. Follows the Nazarene. My, my th- what was the when I got, when I settled, when I'd calmed down after and thought about, hold on a minute, when the hysteria had faded and I had these three boxes and I didn't know what I'd spent, I thought, I remember my first thought was, thank God I'm, I haven't been shipwrecked on a desert island with that man, <laughs> or he'd have me doing all the building and cooking, <laughs> and I wouldn't even know I was being exploited. Yeah, that's a thought we can all. Uh, <laughs> you and allowed this text to are like sort of Forest Gumps of this world, aren't you? We Just are. Thanks. It's lovely. Very much. (laughs) This is Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. So we uh, we don't always cover football stories on this show because of your... Only uh, only if they um, move to the front page. Move to the front page because of... Probably because of your history as a football... Mm. Pundit, well, commentator, comic, fondit. Um, that's what I like. <laughs> <laughs> football, football. Oh fondit. no! Do you know what? That's under his photograph in uh, spotlight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> football but, fondit. But one story that has moved to the front pages, I think, undeniably, this week is the uh, jettisoning of David Moyes. I'm loving the word jettisoning. Oh, Thanks very much. Meet George Jetson. Um, <laughs> And his wife in the uh, in fun headline. His boy Elroy was it? His boy Elroy. son went with um, Jane. His wife, <laughs> Hank. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know what the daughter song. daughter Susie was. It meet George Jensen, daughter Susie. His boy his Leroy. Son. Elroy. Okay, I think <laughs> Jane. His wife. 
Carry on. Sorry. There was uh, no lyric with a man what screaming Jane is why. The Jetsons. It was yeah. it was a, it was a sort about. of space age um version of the Flintstones. Yeah. Oh. Instead of going back they went forward. Oh. Uh, and the and the, the meals this, were yeah. sort of pills and things. Yeah. Lovely. My you my dream of heaven. The thing I've waited for my whole life, the hover car. And it's never happened. Yeah. I wouldn't mind, but some of the things that we were predicted in, in the space age, at mm. least you can see we're moving towards them. Yeah. yeah. The hover car, we made no. no advances whatsoever. <laughs> still still on the... Uh, it was such an essential part of space age living, and I it seems the, now the, the, the no one cares. The tyre manufacturing industries have put the, uh, put the lid on it. Yeah. Oh, do you think so? Mm. It's like the ladder tights. They can invent them, they just won't. Is the non-ladder tights, you know what right? I mean? I hope they don't invent them. I love a laddered tight. Do you? Oh, stairway to heaven. Ah, oh, absolutely <laughs> disgusting. You are disgusting. Uh, sorry. Anyway, David Moyes, you were talking about. Back at the headline, mm. uh, I think this is in The Sun. Uh, I have to slightly emphasise the last word in each sentence yeah. here. It was Moyes, I was stabbed in the back, back is in red, 7.40am summoned for the sack... Share probes oh, United start to crack. That's oh, what they did. They yeah. did it. They did yeah, it. Yeah, they did it. I think they should have gone a step further and said the problem was he never signed a Brazilian. That would have been that would have been the icing <laughs> oh, on the cake, wouldn't goodness it? Goodness sake. Oh. I, I don't think it works. Market. The trouble with the pun it doesn't here. Doesn't work. Tell you it's what, terrible. doesn't work. You shouldn't have to say back stabbed in there. Yes. You can't do it the other way around like that. Seven forty a.m. Summoned for the. Yeah. No. Yeah, they should have gone the other way around, you're right. Syntax is the problem here. I've often thought that they should have gone the other way around with the back sack. Anyway. <laughs> um, it's very dodgy. And I'm surprised yes. from that newspaper. Mm-hmm. I, I was thinking, um, I don't know if you quite were, Man Against Moyes, if it was Man oh. from Man United. I was That's thinking good. a photograph of Fergie and him saying, Moy's mistake. Because like, oh. he appointed him, Moy mistake. Well, you know his wife has insisted, she's ordered him that they've got to have a two-week beach holiday now and just forget about the whole thing. Who, David Moy's wife? <laughs> yeah. It's going to take longer than right? two weeks, I think. Yeah. She's, she's, she's like me, that's but, what I'd say. So two weeks on the beach, so I thought the headline could have been Mrs Brown's Moy's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. Uh, I love Mrs Brown's. Yeah, so it was... Um, <laughs> what about when he had to drive in for the sacking at 5am? That's humiliating. Oh, you know what's great? 5am. In the article, it says, as he guided his Chevrolet Capita SUV <laughs> down that long, bleak road. <laughs> oh, you think, beautiful. Who's written this? Garth Marenghi? <laughs> no, it's, that is, that's a fine piece of... And I think it's because the, uh, the cars are sponsored, so they must be mentioning it. But I don't oh, know why. do you think so? It just makes me want more information about his sort of commercial decisions. Like, it should then say his M&S briefs clung to him under his Gantt chinos. <laughs> I wish I'd brought that up. I've got my, uh, oh. I've got my uh, Calvin Classics on <laughs> Have you? Yeah, I have, actually. Do you want me to prove it? No. OK. Um, we'll, we'll come back, I think, to Mr Moyes. Absolute, absolute, absolute. radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. So, what are we talking about? Moyes. Oh, Moyes. Yes. Oh, what about Ryan Giggs? He's looking haunted anyway. He always looks haunted. It's the I eye- mean, he has the eyes of a man who's killed, <laughs> I always think. Well, you said he was Eastern European dictator. Um, well, that, that's really much the same thing, <laughs> I find. It's true, yeah. Um, I think we should, before David Moyes goes, I think we should acknowledge that how many people he's made happy. Mm. Because mm. he's made more people happy than Sir Alex ever did, because a whole nation has risen up 
something with warmth towards him. Yeah. Because um, it's just the fact that Man United, if you're not a Man United fan, they're not a popular team. And, yeah. it's, you know, it's just been a nice change. I'm sure they'll be massively successful again next year. We're all entitled to uh, a who's, year off. Who's going to be in charge, though? People seem to be ruling themselves out rather than in, don't they? I'm, I'm the... not doing it. I'm not doing it. <laughs> Emily? I'm too busy, simple as that. I think I'd be great doing it. You see, what oh, they right. shouldn't do... Can you imagine do, me, Frank, okay. with a big coat and shades? What they shouldn't do is ask Sir Alex Ferguson no. to recommend, because it, it is human nature. I think we all know I made quite a big mistake when I said um, that Emily Dean could host when I was away. <laughs> <laughs> she, I got things saying, oh, I enjoyed it, I enjoyed it more than ever <laughs> this week. <laughs> and I thought, well, I've slipped up there. Uh, so I... Um, you cancelled all your holidays, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not about a month, but whereas Sir Alex has got it right, he's thought someone who's not bad but not as good as I am. That's, <laughs> that's what you want as a replacement. Yeah, oh. that's ideal. So, um, I'm not... yeah, don't ask him anymore. But let's I'm, I'm worried it. about that Giggsy though. He's only going to get more haunted. Well. If it's, uh, you'll always be able to quell the the news if it, if that. He said, uh, "I want to see goals and tackles." Yeah, that's like my nan's idea for all. <laughs> I knows, want to see goals and tackles words. and other things you don't want to hear from Man United's <laughs> new manager. Oh, I tell you what, though, I um, talking of ponning headlines. There was one uh, in in the uh, I think it was in the Mirror today. Yeah, and it was Louise Redknapp. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. and um, the headline was I'm eternally hurt by reunion snob oh lovely oh. and i love the idea that whilst being hurt she threw a pun in <laughs> to the club <laughs> there'd been an eternal um, reunion and they hadn't found louise redknapp can you mm. believe that no turns out that wasn't eternal wasn't it That's yeah. it wasn't the same there. that's the trouble don't call your band eternal call it ephemeral <laughs> ephemeral that's my advice uh, what else? Well, have we got time to read out any uh, texts and emails? Because we've had a really good one from 968. Joe. Do it. Hi, Frank. How do you pronounce, well, this uh, the a word for coffee? I'm not going to say it because it will give away how I pronounce it. My brother in Scotland says latte, and I in Surrey say latte. He thinks we're all snobs. After an unofficial survey, it looks like a north-south divide. But seeing as my survey has only featured Leatherhead and Edinburgh, I doubt it's very conclusive. That's mm. Joe, off for a latte. So shall we see how we all pronounce it? Well, I think you just did yours. Latte. Latte. You see, I, although I would normally say, like, bath instead of bath... What do you say, Frank? I would say latte. Oh, good boy. What about when I was once with a bloke... When I first started working in television, this guy who was um, quite a minor figure yeah. in, the, in the company... Yeah. Not a producer or anything. Just a, he, he said, "Let's uh, let's. When are we going to get a coffee and talk about this?" So we went to this um, Italian place, and he said, uh, he, "He said, excuse uh, me, do a cappuccini." And I, thought, I didn't. Oh my god! I felt my stomach tie into a terrible. Have you knot. got his number? <laughs> <laughs> I have, but only in Italian. <laughs> listening to the Frank Skinner podcast from Absolute Radio. Want your Frank fix a little sooner? Listen live every Saturday from 8am on Absolute Radio. Across the UK on digital radio, mobile apps and in London and the South East on 105.8 FM. Absolute Radio. Do you know what I think it's time for? Let me, let me reach for my mouse. 
But it's showing some of the workings out. Here we go. Everybody at home. Email corner. And relax. I made it a bit Geordie, Frank. Well done. For our Geordie listeners. Come gather around and I'll tell you the story about the worm. <laughs> no, I'm good, thanks. Okay. Um... Okay, we're going to really kick into off. the gardening. The story about the worm. <laughs> yeah, no, but it's a, that's about. Do you know the story of the Lampton worm? I don't. It's a guy who's fishing and he he pulls out this enormous serpent-like creature. Oh, I love know? that story. <laughs> do you know, keep, keep your feet still, Geordie Hinney. No. Okay. 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 <laughs> You're not doing that one. You're going to talk about the worm, or can I read? No, the email? no, it, it's all right. What about that Bobby Thompson, who I think was actually was from Sunderland? He used to do a joke about it. he went to see the Queen, and she said, uh, "Would you like a?" And she said, "The Queen said, would you like a, a cake, Bobby? A meringue?'" And he said, "No, you're not rang. <laughs> like, a meringue." <laughs> Bobby Thompson, the little waster, as he was known. Um, okay, this is from Prisoner Nine Six Three. Okay. He says, Dear Frank, Emily and Alan, I was just catching up with your podcast and I heard Emily's story of meeting John Bradley at the Game of Thrones premiere. He says, G-O-T. I think they say Thrones in the trade. Do they? Um, I just thought it might I be... I don't think you named him, did you? So he's, he's worked oh, no, I th- oh, no, I did. I think oh, I, I did. I think you said my, my mm. Game of Thrones friend. I, said, I just thought it might be reassuring to know that he probably wouldn't have been offended by Frank's preference for Merlin over Game of Thrones because he actually has acted in both. He played the part oh. of, is it Tyre Seward in Series 5? Maybe he would make a good shared friend for both Emily and Frank. Much love, Prisoner963. Well, I haven't seen it. Obviously, I've seen his work in Game of Thrones. I haven't seen his work in Merlin. Really? Why do you say that was a slight snigger? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm not a fan, as you know. But you are. Yes. Um, it just so happens I was able to uh, obtain an official statement from John Bradley just prior to this broadcast. Oh, okay. Fantastic. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> This is like Des Lynam when he's revealing the drug cheat of Ben Johnson. Um, he says, Oh God, I was worried that this day would come. Hold on a minute. You think and think of what you're going to say when the moment comes, but I'm speechless. <laughs> this- it was a one-off a fling. It was only one solitary sordid episode. Sordid, S-W-O-R-D-E-D. And I'll never do it again. I can't. The character died in the episode. Well, also, the the series died, (laughs) so you're quite safe. You should be proud to have been in. No, I think he was. I think he enjoyed it. He sounds like uh, like a bit of a laugh. He said, I did do an episode of... Well, won't you marry him? It was fun, actually. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, there you go. I've, um... Uh, maybe he could help me out with my guy's action figure. I've got Why? Uh, I've got an action figure of uh, guys. Guys was the character um, played by Richard Wilson. Oh, and uh, you could say it was guys and dolls. Guys <laughs> <laughs> action figure. Of... <laughs> Very good. And um, I I can't work out his accoutrement. I keep looking at you know you get what do you get what an do action mean figure. What's his accoutrement? You know like you get smock. things that come with an action yeah. figure like yeah. his accessories. Yeah. yeah. One of them looks like one of those anti lint rollers. That you know those things that you roll on <laughs> your clothes. Your I have one on. in my bag as we speak. Yeah. Me too. But surely guys, who's something of a magician type, is not going to use a lint roller. 
Maybe he's, maybe he gets the magic dust on his jacket and he needs the lint oh, roll. The magic dust. I forgot about that. <laughs> I forgot about that. It's been a while. You lot, you're drunk crazy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, if anyone's got a guy's action figure, maybe you can tell me what that uh, bit Frank, of white bit looks like an Indian club. That is what they call a uh, niche texting. <laughs> guess what? Guess what? Four one seven says. I bet my niche doesn't text in. She won't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to go. I've got important news today. You're gonna tell me this first. Do her cappuccini is right. Yes, it's right, but it's wrong, if you know what I mean. It's like watching a woman smoke. One knows it isn't wrong, but one feels it isn't right. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Uh, we're still in the uh, in the corner of emails, aren't yeah. we? Let's do that. Oh, nobody puts email in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Frank, Emily and Alan. You may remember me. I emailed you last year re-Magic Velcro. I always like a re from oh, our yeah. correspondence. Oh, yes, I do have mm. a... A Velcro, I'm familiar uh, Velcro with her work. memory. Yeah. Uh, I've just dispatched an order to Absolute FM in Leighton, Dormer Trading Estate, for some eyelets, the type of thing used for shoes to put laces through. Oh, yes, I, I knew what eyelets were. Is this mm. the can I, Absolute... Hold on, can I, can I just put a pause on that? Yeah. If you work in Velcro, yeah. mm-hmm. why do you need eyelets for laces? Surely Velcro is the, the arch enemy of the shoelace. <laughs> That's one of the great philosophical questions. Well, maybe she'll correspond with us again and solve this. But she's supplying eyelets for absolute... Is this the absolute FM? You may want to check with Daisy. If this is the case, then I'm Just now a officially... Daisy? Daisy? No. No. It's, it's not. There's, there's another radio station called Absolute FM. That's a bit oh. similar. It is, yeah. I like, the, I like the official spokesman that, just saying, no. No. <laughs> I think it might be an islet laundering... Uh, mm. She says, if this is the case, he says rather, if this I was is just the case, say, then I'm now officially a supplier to Absolute Radio, and the role of a supplier is to look after their customers, which means taking me people it. to lunch. Frank, can you tell me if Emily is available? Oh, here we go. To show her some more of my accessories. Bear in mind, oh. we supply to oh. Burberry, Ted Baker, and Barber, so we have a lot in common. That's from Buttons, aka Andy, or 923. Or for Emily, he puts his full phone number. <laughs> Give him his number. Yeah, but can I sign it? This, this person work, works in Velcro, yeah. but supplies eyelets for shoelaces, and he's known as Buttons. Yeah. <laughs> he's just picking off all the yeah. things that. Um, well, I wasn't sure, but now you sold them to me. Superseded. Yeah. Get the That's why, if you did a modern Cinderella, surely the, the, the footman should be called Velcro. Velcro. <laughs> <laughs> We need to rethink about this. I'm, I'm, Thanks, I'm, Buttons. I'm, I think it might be Christian O'Connell doing a bit of a <laughs> some cobbling on the side. <laughs> Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Now, Annie has texted us. And she says she feels my train door-related pain. You know, earlier on this show, I admitted that I don't think I've ever opened a train door. Until yesterday. (laughs) Until yesterday (laughs) in Newcastle. It's a terrible system, the train door, though. Yeah. You get those electric buttons one, but the old one of having to open a window and do it from the outside, it does feel like burglary. It was brief encounter. It was too odd. It was old school. Anyway, Annie says... Um, I do not trust any doors on a train now after one of the automatic toilet doors stopped working while I was inside. Oh, All dear. I could do was scream, Occupied! <laughs> oh, no. It's, oh, it's all gone a bit Paris 1941. <laughs> 
Oh, well, and tried to press awful. the close button as quickly as I could in a very tr- busy train. Not one of my best moments. Yeah. Oh, poor Annie. She says trays in Still, the sun will come out tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> it's always worth remembering, Annie. Yes. Um, uh, we've also had from 942 uh, text, Hello, Frank, and other Saturday morning heroes. Interesting. Long-time reader, first-time writer. I, mean, I was watching a basketball match the other night to see rapper-slash-singer Drake get out a lint roller and wipe his trousers. <laughs> also, Frank, I have you, so much uh, respect for that man now. Yeah. He asked I carry if one round. for the United job, but you've ruled yourself out on air, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, Um Yeah, that, you carry one all the time. Yeah, I have it roll. in my bag. I'd rather die than turn up with lint on my clothes. <laughs> well, I suppose you've got to have a rule. Yeah. You've got to have a rule. And that's mine. Yeah, but rappers, I mean, if they're going to take something, I expect it to be an automatic weapon. <laughs> yeah. Not a lint remover. I mean, for goodness sake, what's happened to hip hop? That's this week's uh, text. <laughs> Skinner, Dean, and Cochran. Together, The Frank Skinner Show. Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I'm with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran in Newcastle today. Yeah, lovely. Mm-hmm. And, um,. Please text us on 8.12.15, follow the show on Twitter at Frank on the Radio, or email us through the Absolute Radio website. Your choice. And they have texted, they've texted somewhat in their droves. In their droves. Oh, I love the droves. We've got several strands running. You only get droves when it's also TV-related. People have switched off in their droves. Yes. Mm -hmm. And also, you you only tend to get a spate if um, if it's crime. You get a spate of local burglary. Well, you say that, except when that man, um, many years ago this was, he'd um, blown me out on a few occasions, so I sent him an angry email. (laughs) And I said, due to the recent spate of cancellations. (laughs) Very good. I did. Very good. I like that. I I said, am I to assume, and then I did A, B or C. I won't tell you what the scenarios were, but I can exclusively reveal it was C. I love it when people, you know, they, they reach out a bit more with their vocabulary <laughs> and go somewhere interesting. Yeah, Have you ever seen a fabulous documentary called Grey Gardens? I don't know if you're One aware of my favourites, Frank. When Natch. the woman says, the, the, yeah, the, the woman says, uh, e, E.D., is it E.D.? Mm. E.D. She says, you see, the thing is with me, I'm, I'm very staunch. <laughs> that's, that's such a great way to describe yourself. <laughs> anyway, carry on. We've um, had a, sorry, Al. We've had uh, quite a few texts in about your uh, suggested gardening clothes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, morning, Frank and team. My husband has an increasing gardening clothes drawer. These are clothes that he no longer wears but can't bear to part with, so <laughs> saves them up for gardening. I think we're currently up to four pairs of trousers and 20 T-shirts, none of which have ever oh, seen the garden in over two years. <laughs> Sounds like he's, that they're being clean, though. I think the thing is yeah. with gardening clothes that they, they carry the soil forever. Mm. Yeah, well, I, I suspect he's got some gardening clothes, but they're in the uh, pending gardening clothes section of his life. Do you know what I mean? Perhaps if I Oh, went... that's not depressing, having a pending <laughs> gardening clothes <laughs> section of your wardrobe. If I went for just the suit, I could go... Uh, once I get a bit of soil on it, it's real Frankenstein monster chic. <laughs> no shirt, just the suit. Yeah, yeah. but it's just, and it's like risen up, just risen up. Oh, what will you... Really. So nothing underneath, Frank? No bare feet as well. No belt, well, piece of string. <laughs> just the gardening gloves, obviously, for... Just a bit for, of twine for, for, for the belt. For tearing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, from down your the promotional joiner. promotional pictures for your tour are, are complete Frankenstein monster. Yeah. <laughs> why not? Yeah. Dan the Joiner on site in Blackburn has said, Frank, why don't you get some Snickers work trousers? They've got built-in knee pads and tool pouches and they never split in the crotch. 
That sounds... I was hoping for a split crotch, though, for warm weather gardening. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, was hoping for a split crotch. <laughs> but well, that's a many Snickers. a time I've said that sentence in anger. Let's that's, move that's on. That's chapter seven. What am I to used to call open clay clonkers. Um, uh, they, um, they're Snickers. They're not made by... I can't imagine that. No, Surely they don't sponsor trousers. I think that would be a terrible and brand relationship. Yeah, work okay. trousers. What about six six nine? Hi, Frank well, Allen. It's a bit early in the morning for me. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, carry on. It's between the devil and the deep. Anyway. Hi, Frank Allen and the, and the divine Miss M. I too got caught in the home base free gift frenzy. Oh no, a fellow sofra. Three of us gathered under the flashing lights for our piece of the same magic cloth. Oh. I think the saleswoman was expecting more because she gave us two pieces each. Like the you, Frank. Result. Halfway through the sales pitch, we all lost the will to live, so we slid off and left her talking to herself. I tried the so-called magic cloth on a small spillage last week and have to report it was rubbish. Oh, no. <laughs> John, avid listener, first-time texter. We have to say that's only John's opinion, just yeah. in case magic cloth ever decide to advertise on Absolute. Whatever, yeah, of yeah. But, and, and, of course, other so- supernatural fabrics are available. <laughs> <laughs> this is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. Now, Frank, I'll tell you what we haven't discussed this morning. Did ye see um, Jamaica Inn? Um, no. I'm, I'm not really? seeing much telly because I'm on the road, you see. It's free and it's British. I'm astonished. I remember... Those are your two prerequisites for a drama. I remember um, Old Jamaica, the chocolate bar. My father's favourite. It was With, yellow. It used to contain rum, they yeah, said. Yeah, da- you always no. bought it for dads. And on the advert, the, the, the guy used to no. say, and, oh. and don't, oh. and don't okay. even knock it all back at once. <laughs> Fabulous. It was a bit like that, was it, Jim? Someone should have said that to you back in the oh. 80s. Yes, exactly. Um, well, the BBC had over, I think it's over 2,000 complaints. Yeah, they said that in the paper as if it was massive. We get that every Saturday morning. We don't even... <laughs> We don't even think about it. That we just get, seems we, par for the we, course, we doesn't sp- it? We've had a spate. Yeah, we had a spate. And people were turning text. off in their droves. <laughs> they were. <laughs> and pa- it was due to the mumbling. I mean, people were well, tweeting. Al Murray um, Al tweeted about it. Yeah, he was yeah. quoted in the paper. The mumbling. Oh, yeah, Boise from... Um, <laughs> yes. From, I say Boise from... John Chalice. Yeah, but saying Boise from uh, Only Fools and Horses is, is like saying me from St. Hubert's Junior School. Mm-hmm. It's the, mm-hmm. I mean, how long can you be from something? But he... Me he, from Dare the Triffids. They had, they, they had yeah. a quote from him um, from saying yeah. that the sound of him... Why would they... <laughs> that's it with the Twitter journalism. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Who'd have thought, uh, well, I can't understand this. wonder what Boise from uh, <laughs> Fools and Horses would, would make of this. I'd better check his feed. Yeah. Do you know what? Well, I, mean, I think... Sorry, carry on. I watched, have you watched it, either of you? I haven't watched Sadly, it. Sadly, no. I watched a bit. I mean, the one thing I don't like, there are two things that slightly put me off a period drama. First is when a horse rears up and neighs, mm-hmm. and a woman's always looking pensive with ringlets out of the carriage. Well, I've got to say staring both Staring at the landscape, isn't she, on her way somewhere. Both of those happened in the excellent Peaky Blinders, <laughs> so I won't, I, won't, I won't have that Nay, side whoa, boy. I always think, I always whoa, think of, boy. I always think of the person that turned up with the horse. You get the handlers who <laughs> Along. Oh, the horse handlers, yeah. And they all dog handlers, whatever yeah. you're working with, and they always yeah. say, yeah, you say, can he bark just toward it? Oh, yes, no problem. <laughs> 
and they never ever <laughs> can. Yeah, and they're always ill and they run away and oh. Terrible. I think they've just grabbed strays from the street on their way over. I've developed a bad habit having uh, having filmed the thing last year. Mm. Of, oh um, yes, of now. Oh. Bring that now, on. now. Just talking about watching, if you talked of nothing else. We're currently watching Carnival on DVD. My wife and I is that um, American? Yes. Oh, um, Frank, Frank loves it. it actually. Does he? Yes, it's one of my all-time. That's one it's of the few excellent. American series. That oh. and Twin Peaks are the ones I've really, really indulged. It's oh, okay. really good. But uh, when there's an exterior shot and a dog runs across, I keep muttering to my wife, dog, expensive? (laughs) (laughs) As if I know how much a dog hire is. I I had a girlfriend, if ever a dog did anything in in a film, she'd always say, gravy. Because that was what they, she always said, put a bit of gravy on, oh, the, on the, leg, right? the leg of the table or something to make the dog come over. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, they're very gravy motivated, yeah. the dogs. Nice. Yeah, so look out for that. Um, gravy acting. I'm not done with Jamaica. <laughs> okay, we, we do, I have to do certain I have okay. obligations. You're saying I'm not done with Jamaica? No, no, let's, uh, let's go back there. This is Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Talking about Jamaica Inn. We were talking about which neither of you saw. No, I didn't see. But no. I am. I am. But the mumbling was constantly bad. Constantly moaning about mumbling in films. That more on. Well, films it's your bugbear. Ta- oh, really? And also with the West Country dialect. So it's actually going, my bugbear. That's what it was. That was that was very. Uh, <laughs> That's yeah. what it sounded like. And then a horse neighing occasionally. What, in a West Country accent? <laughs> Nay. <laughs> Nay. I, um... You see, this is a bit different, isn't it? Because this is to do with Ranger accents. There aren't enough of those on telly, I mm. think. I mean, that's why my acting career has been very curtailed. Don't have the RP, you see. Um, let's face it. Yeah, but you can do the American you know, when accent. I, when I, when Lovely I, when you did that audition. When I read for JFK, <laughs> uh, they said the accent just didn't work. And it, no. you know, did you read for JFK? Yeah, I read for the, ro- the role of JFK. Can't say it being I'm Berliner in a Brummie yeah. accent. Yeah. Yeah, it being I'm Berliner. <laughs> Berliner. <laughs> Berliner. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. But why does it matter? I mean, you used to, they do it in, um, in films and stuff when people have all have American accents and they're playing foreign people. True. Remember that Christopher Columbus thing? Was it Errol Flynn when he comes down and says, Did any of you guys see land? <laughs> I think it might have been Christopher Columbus he was playing. Anyway, yeah, so I didn't see it, but I'm, okay. I'm going to check it out now. No, don't. With the mumbling. They've tried to improve the mumbling. But you see, one. Is it still on or is it, is it done? I think it'll be on iPlayer, won't it? Because I think it was three no. consecutive nights. Wasn't a BBC it? spokesman. Um, uh, apparently, uh-huh. a BBC spokesman said um, it wasn't to do with the sound quality. The, the actors were mumbling. Oh, blame the actors! Mm. Like, there's nobody there to look at what they do. Come on, oh, he's oh, one of on. them. Sticking <gasps> up for the uh... look how he's turned, Frank. I'll look at there's a there's a local thing here in Newcastle. I can watch it on called uh, YI Player. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, I think you'll pronounce it Why I Play. And when we're in Leeds soon, I'll be able to buy some stuff on eBay Gum. <laughs> <laughs> so so all the in. regional websites. Got jokes. Yeah. It has put me off things, though. Oh, yeah. One little thing the, the lighting in Coronation Street. Forget it. 
Really? The lighting, the lighting makes me vomit. I nearly I gave can't... up on Mad Men because of the smoking, because it made me feel <gasps> oh, clammy and stinky, oh, but really? I stuck with it, yeah. It was, no, the sex- it was the sexism I couldn't cope with. <laughs> really? It's the smoking. I'm fine with the sexism. <laughs> yeah, well, then. What does <laughs> Has that it say? never bothered you, the lighting in Coronation Street? I know. How can you not notice it? It's so yellow and harsh. I'll tell I can't you how I can not notice it. I've not seen it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't watch it. Is it not your telly, is it? I remember when we first had a, <laughs> when we first had a collar telly, my dad, in order to get our money's worth, used to crank up. The brightness. Yeah, so every... Oh, well, no, the colour. used to oh, turn right. the And it was one button, Frank, and there was a star. That was the only facility oh, yeah. you had. just got brighter. Great days. But it was like me and, uh, me and Musketeers, wasn't it? I got put What off, happened? Put Why did you get put off? It was the bedroom scenes, do you remember? Oh. Yeah, yeah, oh, you don't yeah. Like Although that. I was talking to... You don't like the rude uh, stuff, do you? I was talking to Gareth, who uh, is on tour with me at the moment. Yeah. Was, it was formerly in the Cockrells chair. Yeah. yeah. And... Uh, he told me um, that those scenes, those bedroom scenes where they where they talk, they because they've got to do some talking, so they spice it up with a bit of semi nudity. Mm-hmm. Um, they uh, they're called sex, sexegesis. It's not. Yeah, so it's exegesis, but with a bit of uh, oh. saucy spicy. Oh. Yeah. But that was, and I was, you know, as you know, with the Musketeers, I was desperate to see Peacap and what he was going to be like. Peacap. Um, Peter Capaldi. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought that was a euphemism for the bedroom scene, and I didn't like it. (laughs) No, no. (laughs) That that would be decaf, wouldn't it? Um, A skinny decaf. I'm not wearing that. (laughs) Absolute, absolute Absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. If I had an email that the title of which might make you think, oh, this is a bit um, of a worry. Uh, it's an email that says... Is it death to all skinheads? No, it's... Uh, <laughs> just, I'm just guessing. We, we can't guess. It could take a long time. Okay. Email titled, Purposely Not Listening. And I thought, oh, no, he doesn't like us. Uh, Guten Morgan, Frank, DME and Alan. I thought he was going to say that was his name. <laughs> Guten Morgan writes in... <laughs> uh, Long-time reader, first-time writer. I'm purposely not listening to your show this morning as your podcast will be oh, keeping me company much. on my Sunday long tomorrow morning. Ah, oh, he's know, doing a Sunday long. Doing the Sunday long. And he then says in brackets, the solitude lauf in southern Germany. When you guys stop your chat, I will switch to the prodigy to bring me over the line. Uh, I just wanted to ask what Frank Does he, does he mean Mozart? I don't think so, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he just calls him the prodigy, you know. I just wanted to ask what Frank thinks about... Wunderkind, he might call it. That's what he should call them. Yeah? Yes. Sorry. I wanted to ask what Frank thinks about three lions being adopted by the Germans. It's. I'm thinking he means the song rather than three lions have been adopted by the Germans. Yeah, because they don't don't work those zoo adoptions. You say you've adopted an animal, but you you never get to have them in your house. It's a very hollow experience, isn't it? Yeah. Apparently it's become almost the norm for German fans to belt out it's coming home when they are taking apart an English team. Yes. I didn't know that. Did you know that? Yes. Well, that's exciting for you, isn't it? I like it. Or is it? I don't know. (laughs) No, I'm I'm, I'm perfectly happy with it. Uh, DME, you are always welcome in sunny Stuttgart. It's not the best place in Germany, but it's certainly not the worst. Oh. Oh. He continues, however, the people in this area are known for their, are known for being sparsasm, which kindly translated means thrifty, so it might be something for Alan. That's a bit cheeky, isn't it? Mm. Uh, das Vars, spoken Das Vars, as close as my German gets me to that is all. Oh, okay. finishes, that's from Elliot. Wouldn't it be Das ist alles? 
Anyway, he lives there. He's probably knows, he might even know better than me. What do you make of this, by the way? 622 says, Hi, Frank and crew. I'm currently converting some 1960s cine film to DVD. Well, I, I, in a way, I think we all are. <laughs> mm-hmm. And just wanted to know if you had any film from your childhood lurking in a cupboard somewhere. If you did, I'm willing to do mates rates for you, <laughs> as I feel after listening each week to your show, you're all my friends. That's from Andy. Well, let me think. Is there any 1960s cine film from my childhood? <laughs> no, because it didn't happen then. What about you, Frank? Me what, neither. Childhood? Childhood well, I had a in... childhood in the 60s, but we'd, what we didn't have is any equipment to film it on. <laughs> didn't you? Did the, you have a camera? We had, um, well, there were about, I would say, between the age of zero and ten, hmm. there are four photographs of me. <laughs> uh, and they're quite Why? bad. Why? Is there no because camera? Because we didn't have a camera. Oh. There wasn't even a sketch pad in the house. <laughs> Didn't even have a court a court illustrator. No, nothing. Uh, well, um, I think we might have had an etcher sketch in later life, but Did it you? wasn't. It's not a good likeness. <laughs> I look too angular. <laughs> I don't so mean angular, Andy- Merkel. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Can I share with you some correspondence from Nicholas John Picton, who is texting us live N- from N-Pick. Malaysia? No oh, way. Malay? Yeah. Wow. Mm. Germany, Malaysia, we get about, don't we? What is the thing? It's Malaysia something Asia. Mm-hmm. Malaysia's truly Asia. 1973 right. ad campaign. <laughs> yeah. um, Frank, I am trying teetotalism. Ooh. It creates a lot of time, mm-hmm. but as it you does. say, it's a little boring. Mm. And I'm not sure I will meet up with friends so much or make any new ones. Mm, oh, oh well, Nicholas John Picton. Yeah, all, all correct, Nicholas. Yeah. What would you say to NJP? I'd say you will um, make less friends. Is that true, is it? Um, really? Yeah, and I, I wouldn't say life is desolate, but um, you'd, you'd lose the top end of it, mm, probably right. the top 20%. Oh, now you've got your non-alcoholic wine. But, you know, yeah, you have yeah, to balance it out. <laughs> Does the but non-alcoholic if, wine bring back 15% or something? No, I don't know what that brings. It brings back... Um, it's about 12%, 0.05% yeah. is what it brings back, according now to the label. Now you're on the ramp. Uh-huh. Yes. I've been thinking about having a decade off, between 40 and 50. Off the booze? Yeah. No, just off. Just going from straight to 40 to 50. <laughs> Let's you face know. it, I'm going to do that. It's like when they put the clocks forward. <laughs> Imagine if you did that. Just I don't fancy my forties. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's well, like, anyway, good luck with it, but um, I wouldn't recommend it. Frank, <laughs> <laughs> that's terribly irresponsible. Yeah, if he gets drunk now and kills somebody, will my their blood be yeah. on my hands? And also, you need to pick a team because uh, when we've been watching the news in the past and there's been stories of drunkenness, you've gone, "What's wrong with prohibition?" Now you're saying I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> no, but well, I think there I, must I, be a middle I ground. Think I think we'd be a happier country with prohibition. <laughs> That's oh, my dad used way. to say, if you close the pubs down, you'd have to build a lot of uh, asylums. <laughs> like, the, like the Roman... <laughs> do they still call them asylums? Or no. no. They're okay. still calling them about 1819. <laughs> yeah, well, he was, you know, he was uh, 
previous generation, my dad. May I just so, so why don't you use something up? a bit more politically correct, like bedlam? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. May I suggest as an opening line tomorrow in Glasgow, I think we'd be a happier country if we closed the pubs down. <laughs> would be a good choice. Yeah, I don't know if I can say we. <laughs> exactly. And, uh, yeah. yeah. Say so you, I can say. Yeah. Yes, um, I'm in Glasgow tomorrow night. What, what are, is, are they going to... Is, is there a nationalistic, independent fervour they're going to tear yeah. me apart? Well, no, I was there four days last oh, week. Of course, you didn't mention came it. Up. <laughs> well, I'm not going to mention it if they don't. No. Um, we, uh, we like a tale of revenge on this show, don't we? You do. Um, and, uh, I do. <laughs> no, uh, I genuinely do. A I man like, got I like ripped a tale off. of forgiveness. A man <laughs> got ripped off on the old gum tree, thought he'd bought a PlayStation 3 computer, yeah. and uh, the guy never sent it. What is so gum tree? Gumtree, it's like a community website where trading and notice Frank, boards... Do they have you know in the e olden days, isn't eBay Gumtree. eBay <laughs> Gumtree, <laughs> When you good. can buy things from two different sources. You know in the old days in a newsagent they had those little cards they'd they pin still up have there? Those. And, wanted. They don't, and they never teach you French. No. <laughs> in my experience. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm OK. So it's, it's like eBay, yeah. is it? No, not quite. It's oh. more like kind of the... The classified adverts in a paper okay, online. Yeah. Okay. And so this guy thought he'd bought a PlayStation and then it never got sent. 80 notes and cost him. In a, in a oh. turn of revenge, notes. he realised that he could text the guy's number from his computer. Mm. And so he texted him. He basically copied the entire works of Shakespeare and yeah. sent it all to the bloke in a series of text messages. How many text messages would that... Well... I'll tell you exactly. 17,424 would be my guess. No, oh, okay, I can tell enough. you what it is, 29,000 texts. No. What? 29,000 texts. He gets them in 160 characters. Oh, that's, that's, quite, a a good, that's quite good revenge. Yeah. yeah. Of course, he couldn't tweet him um, Shakespeare's complete plays because there's too many characters. <laughs> <laughs> Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. So this Shakespeare texter, I quite like this character. Yeah, I didn't. Um, I didn't know you could send a, like a sort of continual texting going on like that. Mm -hmm. You could really mess up. I mean, that guy. <laughs> yeah, that'll stop him doing his dodgy uh, deals. Yeah, I think it's a shame. <laughs> like saw really. Taylor. Keep <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> him That's my advice. Apparently, he's going to get like one full week's worth of text messages of Shakespeare broken down. Mm. It's almost tempting to send him the complete works of Shakespeare twice so that he gets two weeks and by the twelfth night, God, he'll, be, he'll be incandescent with rage. Do you know what I like it? that even more than a Shakespearean joke? Yeah, I mean, I think the whole story is much ado about nothing. I've got, oh. I've got all of these. I'm doing, I'm doing the full works, yeah? Oh. Why did he send him? Why did he send him <laughs> Shakespeare? Because Crime and Punishment would have been a good choice, wouldn't it? That's a long book, isn't it? And it would fit. Crime but, and but Punishment. Yeah, but that's just one book. But you're giving yeah, someone a free long. book, isn't that? That's what I don't like about it. The I thing think I like about if it. Someone got, if you came in and said, I've got you the complete works of Shakespeare, uh, I'd be, oh, that's lovely. Yeah. So what else? No, but that's given me ideas. I'm going to start giving people presents in that form now. Yeah, it's, it doesn't feel like a bad thing to no. do. It if somebody said, You've, I've never been treated like this before, right, take that. What, the complete works of Beatrix <laughs> Potter? Yes, and let that be a lesson to you. It doesn't feel that vicious. No. It might be like a nice daily thing to get as well, yeah. a nice little Shakespeare quote. You might, might enjoy it. Like, mm. You might just stop using that phone for criminality and start thinking... We don't know that it's a There might have been a mix-up in that... <laughs> the sorting oh, office. 
Sorting office mix. Thank you. Sorting office. We can't dismiss this bloke as a crim because of one transaction. Haven't we all forgot to send off something we were selling on Gumtree in the past? <laughs> yeah, we have, haven't yeah. we? <laughs> Oh, okay, know. well, you're not. I'm Team Ed Joseph, I'm afraid. You're Team yeah, Crim. I'm, t- I'm, I'm not calling him Crim, it's not fair. I'm calling him Gom. <laughs> team Gom. Team Gom sounds quite good, doesn't it? Mm. I might write a novel called that. Oh, can't wait to read it. <laughs> Text it to me sometime. It'd be great yeah. if I did that, because <laughs> I think people who listen to this show now would think, I might buy that. I saw that um, Team Gom came out, I might buy that. Because no, no I one's remember, ever going to think that. I remember <laughs> at the inception of it, it was just a throwaway line, and then he went on and yeah. pursued it and did that whole novel about... Um, a team that had... Um, well, what is it about, exactly? Well, what it is, it's about... There's, there's, a, there's a prize given to develop a, a chewing gum where the flavour doesn't mm-hmm. disappear. And this guy gets together some sort of spotty scientific friends. Yeah. Right. And, and, uh, and they work on it. But in the midst of it, they find out that they're all, they all have previous connections oh. through um, one incident that had happened in uh, 2005. Wow. And eventually that all falls into place yeah anyway i don't want to give uh, spoilers <laughs> i don't want to give too much else away but um look out for that and mm. uh, i'll probably text it to you yeah when i've written it um, online so, it sounds sticky that's yeah. what they say about online he's on, he's, he's, he's on fire <laughs> so someone put, uh, someone put him out thank you so much for listening today it's been lovely in newcastle what a nice time we've had and um, if the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. Now, get out. The Frank Skinner Show on Absolute Radio. Back Saturday morning from 8. Tune in live for the full Frank experience. Absolute Radio.